Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. Sir, I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I don't no, know you're it. right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an no. illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor, a teacher, a clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble, and I know I'm in trouble. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Who we have tonight? Uh, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. It never ceases to amaze me how matter of fact, how easygoing almost, how philosophical even some of the predators I've caught can be. And there is no better example of this, I think, than Nathan Downhauer. You may remember Nathan because people nicknamed him the serial killer predator. Because in his interview, both with me and later with the Dark County Sheriff's Department in Ohio, where this thing took place, he lays it out in just almost surreal detail as to what he did, why he did it, 
and what his defense was. And just recently, there was a bit of a stir on the internet, Reddit, YouTube, comparing Downhower to Brian Koberger, who has been arrested for the four murders in Idaho, the four students so tragically killed. Now, there is no link, there is no relation, I've looked into it, between Brian Koberger and our predator, Nathan Downhower. But I got a creepy vibe when I was talking to him, and I'll share that experience with you as we move through this episode. Nathan was a student at an evangelical college in Indiana when he surfaced in our investigation in Greenville, Ohio, in March of 2006. As you may recall, Greenville is in Dark County. Small town Ohio, the first time we did a small town investigation. And we had people, as always, show up from all walks of life. We had a teacher. We had a military guy. We had someone with a past criminal history for sexually exploiting children. And it was amazing to me that guys would drive, in some cases, hours down dark country roads to get to this house where a young boy or girl was open to the idea of a sexual liaison. And that's what Nathan did. Nathan was prowling in those days on MySpace, found a 13-year-old girl named Katie. It was actually a perverted justice decoy. And swapped emails. And then everything went to the chat room. In Katie's profile, Katie Did Sings, was that of a child who lived with her father. And the father traveled and he was getting ready to go out of town. And so the chat starts, it's creepy all the way through, don't get me wrong, but it starts talking about pets and inane things and ultimately works its way into a very graphic conversation detailing specific sex acts Nathan wants to commit upon a child. And I'll give you an example. His screen name is Green-Eyed 121, which is a little bit bizarre because Nathan's eyes, according to the police report, the sheriff's report, were hazel. So I don't know where he gets that. There's a picture on his profile of him with a husky-type dog. He talks in the chat about family members having cats. Lots of cats. I'm not a cat fancier. But I don't think it had anything to do with being a predator. Anyway. The chat goes on for the better part of a week. Hello, this is Nathan from MySpace. Katie did sings asks his age, sex, and location. And then asks, have I talked to you? Yes, you added me recently and replied to two of my emails. I'm the one with the dog, as I mentioned earlier. He says he's 23, male, lives in Indiana. That's where the college is. Oh, not too far away, he says. How far? Less than 50 miles. Oh, you're the one who asked me about what I would do if I had a $200 credit card, huh? Wow, yes. Have you figured an answer to that? Now, I'm not sure why he asked that question of a 13-year-old girl, but 
It appears to be part of the grooming process for Nathan. Buy clothes, she says. Typical girl response. I read your blogs and it sounds like you have been having a rough time for a while. Now, he's identified this girl as someone who's recently moved to this part of Ohio, having difficulty in school, broke up with a boyfriend, and now he's targeted her for sexual exploitation. He'll later tell me that, well, of course, I said things online. It's different online. It's not the same as talking to someone face-to-face, but yet he showed up and was face-to-face. Would have been with a 13-year-old girl, was with me, obviously. She goes on to say that when she lived with her mom, she would try to steal her boyfriends and that her last boyfriend was 20 and that the mom had sex with the boyfriend. Nathan says, ah, too bad. She must have been a little desperate, I guess, says the girl. How is school in Ohio? So now he's probed into the fact that there's the potential for a sexual conversation here. She intimates that she likes living better with her dad. He asks about school. Dad says, I don't have to start till after spring break so I can get settled. Cool, he says. So are you by yourself all day? No, my dad's girlfriend is here a lot, but they're leaving next Thursday for Jamaica. (laughs) Well, this opens the door, doesn't it, Nathan? I'm staying here to watch the house. So what are you going to do in that big house all alone? I don't know, she says. Well, you can do whatever... As long as you don't ruin the carpet or burn the house down. I know. LOL, she says. That's what my dad said. Well, Nathan, being 23, has a little bit more maturity than a 13-year-old girl, doesn't he? You could stay up late, sleep in your dad's bed, try on his girlfriend's clothes, underwear included, parenthetically, he says, or run around the house nude. Okay, here it comes. That's what I did when I was alone in the house for the first time, he says. Wow. So here's a 23-year-old guy who's now saying that when he was home alone for the first time, he slept in his dad's bed, his parents' bed, and ran around the house nude. Hey. Katie Did Sing says, I might do that. LOL. Send pics if you do, says Nathan. LOL. He's not laughing. He means it. She asks, who will take him when I'm running? Good question, he says. I would love to, but that wouldn't be the best idea. So just do the other picks then. Oh, well, just have fun. Yeah, all by myself. Are you trying to tell me something? He wants her to. You keep saying all by myself. You must be really lonely, he says. I kind of am, she says. Understandable big house, new place, no friends. What would you normally do for fun? Watch movies, shop, sing, play softball, cheerlead, she says. All things that a, you know, 13-year-old girl would do. Bet you're a good cheerleader, he says. But there's a fantasy there. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. The Hanson family absolutely loves HelloFresh. HelloFresh allows us to have wonderful food that's easy to prepare and stays within just about everybody's budget. HelloFresh gives you farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes, which I love, 
delivered right to your doorstep. It doesn't get any easier. So you can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun even, and affordable. And that's exactly why it's America's number one meal kit. Remember those New Year's goals you promised yourself you'd stick to? HelloFresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door, taking the hassle out of dinner time. No matter what your lifestyle is or meal preferences, HelloFresh has recipes sure to please everyone at your table. From fit and wholesome to veggie or family-friendly, you will always find something even the pickiest of eaters will enjoy. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Hanson65 and use code Hanson65 for 65% off, plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash Hanson65. Use code Hanson65 for 65% off, plus free shipping. She talks about singing. I need to hear that sometime. So now he's laying the groundwork for an actual visit. She says she doesn't have a video cam. Remember, this is 2006. Not everybody had one built into their computer. You might be able to rent one, he says, of the camera, or find a friend who does. So that's the initial conversation. But it's going to get more graphic, way more graphic. And again, he's probing incrementally. I wish I had a baby sister. Mom stopped after two boys. Nathan gives Katie his phone number. And there are conversations that take place. I usually like to play those, but for some reason, they're no longer available. Couldn't find a copy, but you'll hear his voice in a minute. You'll get a sense for his personality. She talks about the fact that she did some modeling. What did you model for? She said she was trying out to model clothes, but said she's too short right now. How tall are you? 5'3", she says. Nathan says he's 6'3". He asks for the address. I will bring movies, and you can make the popcorn. He asks her if she's had boyfriends with whom she's gone all the way. She said she had one and that she had sex about six times. Nathan says that he's never gone all the way, but he's researched what sex would be like. And so he's now going to use that information to try to entice this girl into having sex with him. She asks, what else do you want to do when you come? Be creative, do whatever you want, he says, and go as far as you want. What do you mean, like sex? If you want to, but that's your decision. This is common with predators, as if a 13-year-old girl could decide to have sex with an older boy. I don't know, she says. If you're really nice, maybe. Now you have my heart pumping and my blood racing, he says. I will be sure to be on my best behavior. They say goodnight. The conversation will continue. I just remembered, please don't tell anyone that we might have sex, or if we do have sex... We would both be in a lot of trouble. Well, more Nathan than Katie. I'm good at secret, she says. LOL. But I want to tell you that I think it would be worth the risk. Worth the risk. Worth the risk. He's hooked now. You're an absolute sweetheart, he says. Aw, so are you. Thanks. 
I will talk to you later. Have a good night. Hugs. Oh, hug, she says. Next day. Hey, Katie, I'm going to see my brother at 9 o'clock tonight and probably won't be back till around 11. I hope to talk to you before then, but if you are still up later, I will talk to you then. Katie, are you around? Will you be on in the morning? I would like to talk to you before evening tomorrow. Now he's getting a little bit... Mm, desperate sounding. He wants to make sure this is going to happen. Where were you last night? I was a little worried, he says. Sorry, I was at work with my dad and just spending some time with him. Well, that's good, he says. Yeah, good. Spend some time with your dad before I come over and rape you. Who wants to know what she did all day besides that? Just sit at home. Do you read? Sometimes what do you like? Harry Potter books. Harry Potter books. Just another indication that this is a child. What should I bring? He says. You can bring me a book to read when you come. Okay, what should I bring? I don't care. Do you like dragons? Yeah, they're cool. Okay, I think I can manage it then. So now he's going to bring a book that appeals to a child to introduce himself and start the process of getting to know her and have sex with her. And now he gets into this whole thing about only being able to stay for a certain amount of time because he's on break or going to be on break from his evangelical college and he has to get home and he won't be able to explain to his parents at 23 years old why he's been missing and certainly doesn't want to explain to them, the parents who've sent him to an evangelical college, why he was spending a night having sex with a 13-year-old girl. He's nervous about that. He's not so nervous about having sex with the girl. Well, he will be when he's confronted by me. I need to go home Friday afternoon, and I wouldn't have any good excuse to get my parents about going anywhere on the weekend. What time in the morning on Friday does he leave? Referring to the girl's father. Like 9 or 10, I think. I'll find out. He says, I have to be home or my parents will be suspicious. It just... It's incredible that he's more worried about his parents than he is about having sex with a 13-year-old girl. He wants to know if the dad takes trips like this often. How old were you when you first had sex? 13. Did you like it? Yeah. Well, I think I might be able to come over Friday. And if I'm lucky, I could even stay the night. Really? Says the decoy. Yes. I am so happy, she says. I wish I could see your face right now, says Nathan. I am so happy, says Katie. I can tell. Glad I can make you happy. Well, if your dad leaves at 10, I probably leave at the same time. He's 50 miles away. I will probably get there around 11 or so. Be here at noon, she says. Oh, okay. You are such a sly girl, he says. You're slyer than me, she says. Am not, are too, are not. Again, this conversations taking place with a child. So are you excited, he asks? Yes. I love that you are so happy, he says. But he wants more even before he gets there. He wants to know exactly what they're going to do. Maybe we could do a photo shoot of you wearing your dad's girlfriend's clothes. There's a little kink, Nathan. But they didn't teach that at evangelical college. But I wanted to talk about it again. Maybe, she says, you're crazy. Why? That's why. You're too cute. Okay, now he's just trying to seal the deal and make sure everything's going to be okay. 
And then he gets into details about what he's going to do to the girl. We could make out my hand gently brushing your face as I gently kiss your beautiful lips. That sounds nice, she says. I would then pull back and see if you wanted more. If you still wanted to kiss, I would continue drowning in the softness of your lips. I don't know what class that was. Have you ever used tongue? Last girl I kissed didn't like it, he says. Yeah, like French? Do you like it? Yeah. It's hot, she says. Then I would do it to you. Our tongues wrestling with each other. This. I would kiss your lips, cheek, ears, tip of your nose, your neck. Where would you kiss me? He asks. I don't know. Where you want? You'll tell me too. The same places would be nice. Be the rule of thumb here is that everything is fair game. Would you like me to further? Go further, I mean? Yeah, because you're nice and I trust you. How far would you let me go? I don't know. What do you want to do, she asks. I want to make love with a beautiful woman. You. She's not a woman, Nathan. She's 13. Doesn't matter what she did before or what she said she did before. If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. And now he's getting to the nitty-gritty. First, tell me if you masturbate. Well, after I remove your shirt and bra, I will run my hands along your body's smooth skin. Nice, she says. I will gently cup and massage your soft breasts, kiss them, and run my tongue along them. I will gently flick the nipples with my tongue and massage them till you moan. Jesus. My hands will travel down your smooth body till we reach your pants. Here we will remove your pants and your underwear, revealing your beautiful nude body. Now he's given this some thought, Nathan has. He's hooked. He's not going to let this fantasy get away. Now he'll tell me a different story and you'll hear that in just a moment here. My hot breath washes over your skin, causing goosebumps. I gently kiss between your legs and give you a long, slow lick that shoots fire up your body. Where does he get this? She's 13. Okay, now I'm almost done with this part of it, but just so you get the picture, just so you understand why he's a danger to a child, I'm going to, almost against better judgment, read you this next line from him. Your clit leaks juice between your legs and I begin to slowly but constantly lick it, kiss it, even nibble gently. The nibbles cause you to jerk and moan. (sighs) He goes on, talks about what he's going to do with his finger, and it goes on and on. He talks about pleasure pulsating through her body. The girl having her first orgasm of the evening. He's thought this out. Says he's going to then prepare to thrust his eager cock between her legs. Okay, that's enough. You get the picture. He goes on in greater detail. And then he gets in his car, leaves his evangelical college, and drives the 50 miles to our sting house. Which is, if you'll remember, is, you know, out in the country. It's a beautiful place built by a contractor and the setup is to pull in the driveway park and then walk around to the back there's a walkout basement 
beautifully finished, and he is to come in there. Now, at this particular juncture in our investigations, we didn't have an on-site decoy. We had Dell from Perverted Justice, who, as always, did an amazing job. But she poses the girl, didn't show her face, but invited him in. Nathan walks in, he's wearing a hoodie, some jeans, looks like a typical college kid. Walks right in the door, doesn't say anything at first. Dell says, hey, Nathan. Hey, Nathan. Yeah. I just cut the crap out of my toe. I'm getting a Band-Aid. Hold up the kitchen counter for a second, okay? I'll be right back down. Dell, as you heard, said she had cut her toe. She's going back upstairs. Now, I'm at the base of the staircase, but he can't see me. So I, at this point, decided it's time to go talk to Nathan. Can you do me a favor and just go have a seat right in the outside of He was heading toward the staircase anyway. I didn't really have a choice in the matter. It was time to make him take a seat. And take your hands out of your pockets for me. Go ahead, have a seat. He calmly walks over to the bar, follows my direction, takes his hands out of his pockets, sits down. Really no emotion, no shock. He's very matter-of-fact, as I mentioned before, almost philosophical as he explains why he really wasn't going to do anything. What are you doing here? Came to visit somebody? Who did you come to visit? Katie? Katie. I came to visit someone. He admits that someone was Katie. Now, he's probing me as well. He's trying to figure out how much I know. He doesn't know who I am. He knows I have some peepers in front of me that I'm referring to. How old is Katie? Now, to see his face, he's weighing his answer. It almost looks like he's maybe going to try and say she's older, but he doesn't. 13? 13. And how old are you? 23. 23. Do you see a problem with that? He shakes his head yes. That's yes. Now, he is carefully weighing everything he says, but he doesn't look alarmed. And what is the problem that you see? She's 13. I mean, there seems little doubt as to what you wanted to do here, based upon the chat. You could stay up late, sleep in your dad's bed, try on his girlfriend's clothes, underwear included, or run around the house nude. He leans forward, puts his chin into his hand, like he's thinking. Instant messaging allows for a way to talk differently. Talk differently. That's right. He's going to pawn it off on instant messaging and why it's different to communicate this way as opposed to -to face-to-face. And I think there's something to that. I think that's part of the reason why guys start doing this. They start saying things they wouldn't say face-to-face. And it becomes acceptable. And that's an issue with the internet. Certainly an issue is as much then as it is today, even more so with so many more platforms upon which to communicate. You're not actually facing the person, so you don't have to deal with the embarrassment of saying those sort of things to their face. So it doesn't bother you, I am 13. No, it's cool. You get into very graphic detail Mm -hmm. about what you want to do to her. Fantasies dreamed up online or in your mind. 
things you might not be able to willingly do when it comes down to it. Things you might not willingly be able to do when it comes down to it. Again, the philosopher, predator, intimating that this was just fantasy, that she had thought about this, really wasn't going to do it. Well, I'll bet you any amount of money that if I wasn't there and a 13-year-old girl was there, he would have done it. Well, after I remove your shirt and bra, I will run my hands along your body's smooth skin. I will gently cup and massage your soft breasts, kiss them, and run my tongue along them. Uh And it goes on Uh from there. In graphic detail. What are we to make of this? Now, I confront him with the specifics of the transcripts. Again, Mm -hmm. no emotion. Now you have my heart pumping and my blood racing. I just remembered, please don't tell anyone that we might have sex, or if we do have sex, we would both be in a lot of trouble. I know it's wrong. I know it's wrong. Well, Nathan, why did you do it then? But I want to tell you that I think it would be worth the risk. What should happen to you? I'm not sure. I don't know what the law says about this. I don't know what the law says about this. Well, Nathan, I can tell you what the law says about it. It's solicitation of a minor online. It's illegal. Well, it's illegal. But nothing has happened yet. Nathan didn't really get the law in Ohio. He thought he was going to skate because nothing had happened yet. And he was trying his best to remain calm and explain his way out of this. Again, he's not sure who I am, and he has no clue what's going to happen next. He doesn't even know he's on camera yet because I haven't said I'm Chris Hansen to signal the regular camera crews to come out. All this is recorded on hidden cameras. Well, I know, but it's illegal for someone to use the Internet to solicit somebody who's 13 for sex. That I was unaware of. You were unaware of. Mm-hmm. Hmm, that I was unaware of. Nathan. Why would you think it would be lawful to do something like that? It didn't catch my mind. It didn't catch your mind that it would be wrong for you as a grown man to come into this home where you thought a 13-year-old girl was home alone after this sexually explicit conversation? Because of what he said online, the solicitation and the fact that he showed up. It didn't matter that there really wasn't a young teenage girl in the house waiting for him to have sex. He, according to the authorities, was uh, was uh, breaking the law. Now, he has showed absolutely no emotion and very little remorse. But now I'm going to tell him exactly who I am. Well, Nathan, there's something i got to tell you. I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC, and we're doing a story about adults who try to meet underage boys and girls for sex on the internet. If you have anything else that you'd like to tell me, I'd be happy to hear it. If not, you're obviously free to walk out that door. Thank you. Anything else you'd like to say? No. Okay. Doesn't even flinch. Thank you. He's relieved, obviously. And off he goes. Sheriff's off, get on the ground. On the ground right now. On the ground. On the ground. You have the right to remain silent. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Yes or no? Yeah. 
He walks out. He's arrested without incident. He's taken into this area where the sheriffs have set up an interrogation room. And his demeanor doesn't change with the detectives interviewing him. That's the same thing. When you got here, what were your plans for today? Were you coming to meet her? But now he's going to try to spin the detectives. As bad as all this is, as he was coming through the door, he says he had a change of heart. When I came through the door, I pretty much already reached a conclusion that this was something I couldn't go through with. Mm-hmm. I already, I thought about the whole drive over here. And so I figured I'd just tell her face to face that we could spend time together, watch a movie, whatever, but there wouldn't be anything beyond that. What were your plans as far as what you guys are communicating? Our plans as far as we were communicating or as far as I was thinking at the moment mm-hmm. was a sexual activity. Okay. So he admits during the planning phases that he wanted to have sex with the girl. But he sticks to his story about developing conscience. But the possible repercussions of that actual, of actually doing it began to gnaw on my mind. I couldn't stop thinking about it. What would happen if I got caught? I was caught. The only thing he had on him was a pocket knife. Is there anything else in the car? Under the left seat, there's a box of condoms unopened. That's right, he had condoms under the seat of his car. That was supposed to be for something different. I just never used them. Do you have a girlfriend or anything? Nope. Nope? When's the last time you had a girlfriend? Never. Never? Never. He admits to the detective that he doesn't have a girlfriend now and has never had a girlfriend. Have sex? No. Never. So you have a box of condoms with you. You've never had sex before. The whole plan was to have sex with this 13-year-old when he got here. Correct? That was the original plan. That was the original plan. At this point, you're going to be charged with unlawful sexual conduct, attempted unlawful sexual conduct with a minor. What's the penalty? What's... It's a felony of the fourth degree. And it goes on my record, correct? Now he's concerned about what the penalty is for these criminal charges and the fact that it could go on his record. So I'm going to be tried for it? Yeah. Nathan went to jail. It's unclear how he broke this news to his parents, but he was sentenced to 35 days in jail. He got two years of probation and then 10 years on the sex offender registry. And as far as we can tell, he's not reoffended. He got a ticket, apparently, in 2022 for driving with an invalid license. But it doesn't look like he's been in any trouble since then. He has spent his time between Florida and Indiana. He also had to register as a sex offender in Florida because of that. And apparently now works for a plastic company as a sorter, sorting plastics for a living. I reached out to Nathan, and I don't think I have a very good number for him, but Nathan, if you hear this, reach out to me. I'd like to talk to you. 
As always, I like to hear from you. And this week's question comes from Dom, all the way up in Saskatchewan, one of our Canadian listeners. Hi, Chris. It's Dom from Saskatchewan here. First, I just wanted to say thank you for all of the amazing work you've done over the years in helping, you know, stop a lot of these sick crimes and for just creating so much great entertainment over the years. My question is this. So I just don't understand how you're able to keep your composure so well doing some of these predator investigations. You know, obviously these are, you know, very, very disturbing crimes that these guys are trying to commit, but there are some moments that I just don't understand how you keep a straight face through. The biggest example that I can think of right now is with Lauren Armstrong, when you say, oh, here's a good one, and then you read his comment about Mr. Penis. I cannot imagine how uh, you could possibly read that and keep a straight face. Do you have any techniques or how do you keep your composure during moments like that? Thanks so much, and uh, keep up the great work. Thank you, Dom. Excellent question, and thank you for the compliment. It is challenging in some cases to keep my composure, especially in a case like Lauren Armstrong's. The quote you're referring to comes from his chat when he says, when is Mr. Penis going to meet Miss Vagina? Clever Lauren. The truth is, I'm so ensconced in the moment, so focused on the predator I've caught that I don't really have time to have a whole lot of emotion except shock and perhaps some outrage. I do try to apply some dark humor because there are moments that deserve to be recognized. And I think it drives the point home as to how serious the crime is. We had a guy recently show up in a large dump truck And I asked him, what kind of a load did he plan on dropping off that afternoon? It got a lot of attention online, but it brings attention to a good cause. In terms of the dark moments, Dom, you know, I've gone through different phases. It is disturbing material. It's disturbing to read the transcripts. It's disturbing to come face to face. But you get to the point, or at least I've gotten to the point, where I've realized that even though the Predator franchise is maybe 10% of what I do... And I work on a lot of other things for True Blue, a lot of different stories. It is a part of my portfolio, and it will always be. And I take that responsibility seriously. So I try to balance, you know, the dark with the darkly humorous. And I mix it all together, and that's what you see on True Blue. That's what you hear on the podcast. The podcast is, interestingly, somewhat cathartic to me. I get to talk to you guys about things I've not discussed before. I get to release some emotions and some feelings that I've not been able to get out of my system before. I find it therapeutic, somewhat like therapy. So thank you for listening. I appreciate it. As always, you can find me all over social media. Official Chris Hansen on Instagram, at Chris Hansen on Twitter. Have a seat with Chris Hansen on TikTok all over Facebook, here, of course, on True Blue. T-R-U-B-L-U, watch TrueBlue.com. We have a new Predator episode out every week. In fact, as I record this podcast, I'm on assignment shooting another one, a new investigation. Can't tell you where I'm at, just in case this airs before I get back. But it's well underway. Details next time I speak with you. And as always, you can reach me here 
at chris at predatorpodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening.